Welcome everyone back to the JT show. We're here kicking it with good friend of mine, an old Haskell Rascal, the world famous Ruben Littlehead, MC Extraordinaire himself, man. How's it going, brother? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for the invite. It's uh, good to hear from you, JT. Uh, it's been a minute, but I know you're doing, uh, you're, you're always doing uh, big things, you know, you're always out there and Either you're recording or you're, uh, you're, you're acting in movies or you're, uh, uh, I don't know, are you, are you still modeling too? I, I know you were, you were modeling for a little while. Uh, Those days are long <laughs> gone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe if a Apollo photographer catches me, catches my good side, maybe that's about it. <laughs> I know. That, that's what yeah. it is. It's all about the good side. Yeah, so uh for the for the uninitiated out there, uh tell us tell us it looks like you know like you're on the road, brother. Where you uh tell us all where you're headed right now. Well, uh I am on the road. We left Lawrence, Kansas uh this afternoon. I think we finally got on the road about twelve thirty. And um we pulled into uh Sioux Falls a while ago about six thirty. And we stopped, had some dinner, and now we're on the uh, infamous I-90 heading west. Mm. And uh, we're going to make it as, I think we're going to try to go as far as Rapid City tonight. And then uh, we're going to stay on I-90 all the way to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And oh. then at Coeur d'Alene, we head north from Coeur d'Alene up to Sandpoint to Bonners Ferry. And then we cross the Canadian border into Creston, BC, Creston, British Columbia. And that's mm -hmm. the home of uh, the Lower Kootenai Band. And I'm emceeing a couple of Powell's up there this weekend and uh, for the school district and then for the uh, for the tribe, they have their uh, annual traditional powwow. Nice. Yep, yep. Right and, on, uh, right on. So yeah, it's kind of the, um, it's kind of the uh, start of the uh, of my season, you know, kicking off uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. um, just did uh, Gathering of Nations a couple weekends ago. And then uh, went out to UCLA, uh, UCLA College Power out there in uh, L.A. Man, that's a huge campus, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's man. A, yeah. A, a first time out the there. Bruins. Uh, yeah, the Bruins. I, you know, I've been invited before, and I think I was committed out somewhere. But um, this year I had it open, and I I, I went out there and, and MC. It's just two day power, but man, it's mm -hmm. huge campus, and mm -hmm. uh, man, they got a nice location to have the power too, right there by the football field, and they got the practice field. But it's it's adjacent to like. Uh, um, I don't know, there's like a big brick building on this side, and then they got the, like a big wall thing on this side, so it's kind of like an enclosed area, and it's big enough for like the vendors and the, the power arena, and um, I don't know, I, I thought it was just a real good location to have a college power, you know, it's outdoor too, so. Right, right. Is that, yeah. now you you emceed, obviously, you know, all across, you know, the whole country in Canada. What's the largest venue you've ever emceed at? Other than gathering? Um, well, yeah, I mean, gatherings, yeah. 
gathering's yeah, a whole other monster, but yeah, gathering's a monster. That's 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 here in the states, right? But mm-hmm. um, I guess to answer your question, JT, you know, we had a um, you know the largest uh, probably outdoor college or excuse me, outdoor powwow I went to uh, a few years back, uh, Onion Lake, Saskatchewan. Uh. Uh, you know, um, I really didn't know what to expect going out there. I, I uh, flew into Saskatoon, and mm-hmm. then I flew in another smaller plane to get me to Lloydminster. And then at Lloydminster, you you still have to drive north, you know, up in the sticks. And um, mm. and and we kept just driving north, and then you get into the wooded area. And then you get into, you get into, you know, the, the roads become uh, dirt. You know, they go from pavement to dirt. And then, and then you, you come into this little town of Onion Lake, right? And it's, it's res, mm-hmm. man, you know, and yeah, you, you right. don't know what to, uh, you don't know what to think, you know, but these, it's res, you know, because you think, you know, my first time up there. And, yeah. and I've, I've emceed Onion Lake about four or five times now, but my first experience was, uh, back in like the early 2000s and mm-hmm. like maybe 2009 I think or 2008 mm-hmm. and uh, and then and then you, you their little community right and then you go north you, you keep going north you know like way in the heck up there it's probably about four or five miles out of their little town there of Onion Lake and then you get to uh, you get to the trails you know it kind of it, it turns into like a little jeep trail man it was crazy <sighs> and then you come out of these trees and and then you, there's this opening area, and then there's this huge powwow uh, uh, arbor. You know, it's built up. You know, and, and the, the, yeah. when I first seen it, I was like, dang. You know, like I never been to Rome. Yeah. Uh, I've never yeah. seen the Colosseum, but yeah. Onion Lake has this big wooded. Uh, uh, have you been there before, JT? No, I haven't been there okay. yet. No. So ah. so it it, it, it it's it. wooded. It's a big. It, they they got like uh, levels, right? And wow. and and to me, I'm thinking, man, this is uh, this is crazy, you know. And then there's just cars all parked, you know. And then there's campground. There's you know they they got they got camps and and then it's it's you know there's some RVs, right? You know there's it's it's a big uh-huh. outdoor power. And uh-huh. um, and uh, we come in there. And then uh, the first year, the first year I flew up, I um. Um, they rented me a car and I, and I drove up and I remember, you know, and I'm, um, coming through and I'm, and then there's, there's a guy directing traffic there and he's, he's pushing everybody over. He's real, real into his job. You know what I mean? And, and then I, I tell him, I said, no, I'm head staff. And then he looks at me and then he goes, who are you? And I tell him my name. And that don't mean nothing, you know. And then he has a radio. Luckily, yeah. he had a radio, right? So he radioed in, and he yeah, said, yeah. "There's some guy, some guy over here saying he's Ruben Littlehead, saying he's the MC." And then <laughs> the radio comes on, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's Ruben. Let him through. Let it, let him through. It's coming." Yeah. So he he gives me where to go all through this traffic, and there's a spot waiting for me up there, right? And then um, so get up there, and, and I'm early, you know. Grand entry's not until uh, seven, and I'm there about four, four thirty. Place is yeah. packed, JT. 
Whoa. place is packed, man. And, and then um, yeah. that year, man, that year we had uh, – it, it was awesome here. You know, it just – all, all yeah. the drums that don't make it yeah. down in the States, right? Northern right, Tree, right. Sika Scooch, uh, yeah. just, you know, all – and then the classics, Whitefish Juniors, you know, uh, Red mm-hmm. Bull, you know, the classic Poundmaker. And then Youngbird mm-hmm. was there that year too. Youngbird oh, was yeah. there that year too. Back uh, Kurt when when he was traveling. Yep. 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 And then um, so that was a monster power. And then um, I've I, I went to uh, Morley, Alberta, Canada too one year for uh, Labor Day weekend. Okay. And and uh, a guy by the name of Eli Snow. I don't know if you know Eli. Mm-hmm. He was the powwow president that year, and he invited me. He called me. He called me, like, the week of, and and um, he said, hey, bro, one of our MCs uh, couldn't make it or something. He said, are, are, are you free this weekend? And, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, I am. I said, but, man, that's a long haul, you know. And he said, um, I said, I probably have to fly. And he said, yeah, yeah, we'll fly you. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. fly you up to Calgary. Oh, yeah, and sure. um, so I flew into Calgary. That was Labor Day weekend, right? I left Lawrence, Kansas with like 80 degree, 85, 90 degree weather, end of August. Yep. Yep. And I got to Calgary, and Eli picked me up from the airport. We drove over to Morley, and it was still nice out. And we got into their pavilion that they have their power in, this big old. Because um, some of those Canadians, man, they, they're kind of serious about their power, you know? And. They got this big old arena, and and uh, man, it was laid out. And and that year, um, High Noon was host, mm-hmm. Elk's Whistle was host, mm-hmm. and and Blackstone was host. And then uh, that year, we had forty, we had forty-eight drums. Because I remember teasing because I said if we had one more drum, we could have a forty-nine. You know. And, <laughs> and and there was 48 drums in that place, JT. And oh man, and it was so awesome because uh, man, it was the lineup. That's what I like uh-huh. most—the lineup, man. You know, like Wild uh-huh. Horse was there with with some of the original members of Wild Horse. You know, Boss right, Gardepi right. and crew, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Painted Horse, the old Painted Horse crew. You know, but they didn't go by Painted Horse; they went by 940. Okay. And and then uh Northern Cree, Iron Swing, Seeker Scooch, Big Bear, man, just just all the way around. Blackfoot Crossing, you know, um Blackfoot Confederacy. So and, that had to have been a, a, a hell of a drum story then that you got to put together, oh, huh? Man, I, I did, man. <laughs> I, I broke out yeah. Saturday night yeah. drum story. Yeah. And and yeah. those uh those guys never heard drum story before over there and it was yeah. cool because yeah. Cause I kept using 49 and it was 940 and I, I threw it in the, um, I threw it in the story about, you know, we, we didn't, we went over Stony to Stony park and we was down swimming in the dry Creek or whatever, you know, and yeah, yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. having a 49, we had a 940, you know, and it was, it was funny. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And it went all the way around, but, but yeah, to have all those drums, it was just awesome, man. It was, yeah, cool. and then, um, yeah. So those are some big venues to answer your question. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, a while back they had a they had a powwow in Edmonton, 
at mm. the Expo Center, and it was sponsored by uh, the name, the acronym NICE, N-I-C-E, which mm -hmm. stood for, uh, it stood for uh, North, Northern Indigenous, ah, oh, I used to know it, Northern Indigenous, Canadian? something expo <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't know yeah. It, yeah. maybe canadian yeah i don't know yeah it, no it wasn't canadian it was something so, else so these guys northern oh, okay. indigenous oh. cultural expo oh yeah yeah okay all right it was called nice anyway Dang. it was called the nice power n-i-c-e <laughs> and um they have that at the expo too that was huge that was a big old event too wow yeah. Wow, man, that's yeah. you know like the 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 coolest thing, brother, is that you know from when we we for everyone who don't know, uh, uh, Ruben and I both went to Haskell Indian Nations University. We met there. Um, I was singing with uh, the tribe and the boys and stuff, and uh, Ruben, you was a uh, uh, starting forward on the on the basketball team. I remember that and uh you know right. we was like had good times there and everything you know and that and and you know back then i mean we was just getting going with powwows and stuff and powwows were different back then we're talking like 90s you know mid mid 90s right right and, right uh, you know it was it was a little different it was a little different back then i mean um you weren't really emceeing powwows yet at that time you nope. know i was just kind of just singing i wasn't even dancing i got i'd shut her down on dancing by that time and then you know we got we got out of school and I, I want to say, like, I God, it had to have been. When did it? When did MCing really kick off for you? Was it like late '90s, early 2000s, somewhere around there? Early 2000s. When did that, yeah, when did that kick off for I, you? Um, because you know. I was singing with. Um, even then, you know, at Haskell, I started singing with Jeremy. Remember, we had a little Thundershield crew. Yeah. And we kind of had, yeah, you yeah. know, a little different style, original style, but. I remember you and Wayne, because um, that's what I yep. remember. I was telling my son now, you know, my, my Sunday yeah. boy, X-Man, he's, because yeah. uh, remember yeah. he was just a baby when we were uh, traveling around. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, you know, to me, the, some of the original members, you know, was was, was Wayne and, and JT, you know, Keel Cut 109, right? And, uh, yep. Yep. and, and then, you know, Ken Carice came and then yep. i think uh uh shannon and zahe and yep. uh crowbar crowbar yeah, all the north carolina and, boys you know yeah. and then adrian harjo and fbi adrian's, adrian's <laughs> younger brother uh what was his little brother's was, name oh man i can't remember i remember Eddie. that one cat Eddie. Yeah, oh yeah, Eddie, Eddie Padilla. Yep. Yeah, Eddie Padilla. So you, yeah. you know, you, I, I remember, I remember the tribe did, and then and then slowly, yeah. I remember, uh, I think Wayne or someone asked us to come sing with him one time, and then um, mm -hmm. next thing you know, we we got invited again, and me and Jeremy, we kind of started going over, and then, um, yeah, then all of a sudden, I would say, you know, let's let's uh, we we got a we got a recording with Canyon. You know, mm -hmm. Kenya wants to record us, and uh, I thought that was kind of cool, you know. And right. and then, um, <laughs> and then, and then the tribe took off, right? So, um, but it wasn't until about two thousand three, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I started emceeing uh, basketball games there for Haskell, right? Because I, I got done playing. I played my eligibility up. I played my four yeah. years. And then, uh, you know, coach wanted me to come back and kind of uh, commentate, emcee the games. And I said, sure, mm-hmm. man, love to. And then uh, a couple small powwows started asking me here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those little conference powwows and little uh, welcome back powwow. Kiowa Club organization, remember KCO? Yeah. So little, little ones yeah. around Haskell. And then, yeah. um, but it wasn't until about 2004, and my grandma back home, she passed away now, but she was uh, at one time the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the oldest living Cheyenne member we had. And she mm-hmm. passed away at 99, 98. Mm-hmm. I think she made it to 98. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but her brother, my grandpa, his name was Kenneth Bertusk. And he's, he's, you know, he's passed mm-hmm. away too now. But Kenneth, my grandpa mm-hmm. Kenneth, he was a long time MC for our tribe. And he mm-hmm. was always our MC back home for our home powwows, the local powwows. And, and, um, so when you come to Lame Deer, Montana, you'll, you'll see the big sign that says Kenneth Bertusk Memorial Powwow Grounds, right? And so my grandma told me, she said, well, grandson, uh, I'm really happy you're taking that route and you're, you're kind of following the footsteps of your grandpa Kenneth and stuff. She said, but, you know, there's protocol and there's, there's stuff you need to take care of back home, you know, before you start, um, you know, getting out there and emceeing, you know, there's certain ceremonies and stuff you have, I have to go through and stuff. And, and um, so I did, went home honored her you know that way mm-hmm. and then i i caught up with some yeah. some of my elders back home and we had ceremony done and then mm-hmm. um after that was done they wanted me to emcee my home power on lame deer and mm-hmm. to this day to this day man i you know gathering canada you know where, wherever I, wherever i go if i ever get invited to the menominee uh uh Bowl, what is it called again? The uh, the Woodland Bowl. The yeah. Woodland Bowl. If I ever get invited yeah. up there, I, you know, all of these powwows, they're, they're going to be easy mm-hmm. because that powwow I did the very first time doing it at home, that was the hardest powwow I ever had to do, JT. Yeah. Because it was in front of my yeah. people, you know? Absolutely. And it was in front of my yep. peers. It was in front of my, 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 my uh, people that I grew up. And it was tough, man, because it was my... Yeah. It was my biggest challenge, and I always said, if I can do that, I can do anything. And because um, you know, a lot of times Indian people are the biggest critics, right? Oh and yeah. Especially, especially your own people. And especially so, man, hometown. I, yeah, yeah. Yep, especially hometown, you know. And and mm-hmm. so, um, you know, my Cheyenne language was tested. My, uh, you know, my, my, my jokes, my. My mm-hmm. delivery, mm-hmm. people that knew mm-hmm. me, you know, I don't know. I mean, because um, I'm just a res kid too. I'm a res kid too, you know what I mean? And I did res, yeah. I did res yeah. things too growing up, you know what I mean? And, oh, for sure. And so yeah. it took me, it took me a while to be an MC behind that mic to really, um, mm. to really um, know what the power and the the position and the uh, responsibility of what an MC has, right? And I, I had to learn it at a young age, right? And so mm-hmm. from from MC in there, and then, and then uh, I always credit 
another lady too. Her name is Chanda Rendon. I don't know if you ever heard mm-hmm. her know her name, but she, her name is Chanda Rendon. She's from uh, Porcupine, South Dakota. And um, she was the Hajoni Days president for Hajoni Days Powwow in Fort Lewis in Durango, Colorado. Oh, okay. And she invited me out to emcee her spring powwow that following March. Mm-hmm. And I went out there and I emceed Hojoni Days in Durango. And that was 2005. In 2000, she invited me back again. So in 2006, I went out again. But this that year, I worked with Randy Medicine Bear. Mm-hmm. Randy Medicine Bear in 2005 and in 2006, I worked with Randy again. And Randy said, you know what, Ruben? Derek is looking for an MC um, to fill. I think that's when the late Roy Track passed away. And they mm-hmm. were they were without the, the fourth MC for a number of years. I don't know how long they went, yeah. you know. Like when we when yeah. we lost Sammy, when we lost uh, the late Sammy Tonkiai, Tonkiai mm-hmm. White, it mm-hmm. was just it was just Vince, Dennis, and myself, us three, for like I don't know for like five six years, you know, or maybe yeah. longer, and and yeah. then most recently we picked up Joaquin now, right? So now we're back to four MCs, but at gathering, um, there was three there i guess for i don't know how long but anyway randy talked to Derek because i was working with him at durango and after that powell was over on the way back i got a call from Derek, man Derek matthews uh-huh. and and he said hey you know you came highly recommended we trust randy a lot and we'd like to uh invite you to come and uh be one of our our mcs at the gathering of nations and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, come on, man. Who's messing with me? You know? <laughs> who is this? Who is this? It, 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 you know, who is it? who's messing with me? You know? And yeah, yeah, he said, no, this is, this is Derek. This is Derek Matthews. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? So anyway, I agreed, and I said, yeah, you know? And I got yeah. off the phone, and then, you know, then I was with my kids' mom, right, Matilda, and I told her, I said, shit, I just got asked to MC Gathering of Nations. What? So a month later, there I was in Albuquerque at the pit, remember? Uh-huh. And it was oh, only yeah. about yeah. Yeah. it was only about two or three years ago that the tribe, we were there as invited John, remember? Yeah. And about or oh, when was it when we won the Grammy with the Gathering compilation C D? Was that O one or O two? It might have been around that time, yeah. It was around that time because I remember we were invited mm-hmm. drum, remember the tribe, and I remember that's the that's the the compilation cd that won the grammy remember that yeah yeah yep anyway yeah two years later whatever man there i am on the biggest stage right anyway man i did my thing and um by the end of that first night you know i had a lot of powell committee members that were there in attendance asking for my business card and wanted to know if i'll come to their power to mc right and um yeah, it was crazy, JT. You know, and and uh, but before that, you know, I just really enjoyed powwow and I enjoyed singing with the tribe and traveling. And then, uh, you know, one summer I took off with Black Lodge and 
mm-hmm. jam with uh, Scabrio Brothers, you know, and then, uh, but I just like to uh, pow on with my family too, right? With Sonny and Junior, yeah. my boys, because I know they love to dance. And I remember um, sometimes when you're contesting, and sometimes, well, nowadays you see a lot of singers, you know, have their kids in their lap or their kids in front of them, you know. But right. but if you're a if, if you're a competitive singer, you know, since we're talking about mm-hmm. competition now, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you got to treat it. You got to treat it with a business mindset, right? You got to be business. So. Yep. You got you to push the kids back. You know, you got to give them back to their mom or you got to go have them sit down because mm-hmm. we're contesting, we're getting judged, and, you know, we can't mess up. You know, we can't afford to have something go wrong and lose points, right? Right. And right. so, and so, Sonny, my oldest, you know, he really wanted to sing, man. You know, I mean, he does now. He's, 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 he's kind of making his own name out there now and stuff, but when he was yeah. young... You know, he used to cry to come sing with me, you know, and uh, it was kind of uh, kind of heartbreaking to push my kid back and tell him, no, you know, I'm, I, I just got to go to work, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. but you know what? It, and so that's one of the one of the reasons, you know, and this is kind of one of the first times I'm actually even saying it, you know, out loud. Mm. I, I've said it before mm. in a in a small conversation, but here on your podcast it, it, that's one of the reasons why i kind of stepped away from the tribe and i stepped away from black lodge and i stepped away from big contest singing because because mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't want to discourage my son you know and so it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of pressure too i mean it's a pressure yep. to uh you know to weekend i mean i can only imagine you know like you know going if you're a, a, a professional basketball player or a <laughs> professional musician or whatever it is that you do, if you got to do that, you know, professional powwow people, you know, I mean, uh, I, 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 I mean, I still, I still like to powwow and stuff. I mean, it's not every weekend. It's not all summer long. But, uh, you know, to go from week to week to week, that's a lot of pressure to perform, too, you know. And, I mean, you got to you are singing. You got to, you know, be on top of your game, emceeing, you know, whatever it is, you know, and it's like, I, I, I would, I would have to imagine that for you, uh, you know, with, with, with practice and with repetition, you know, you get better and better, you know, right. and you like really start to, to hone your craft. Right. So like, right. you know, after you start emceeing those, those first few big powwows, you know, and the kids are getting older and stuff like that, you know, at what point did you kind of feel like, man, I, you know, I can just go from weekend to weekend and, and you're kind of, I mean, cause you like innovator, man, you know, like, uh, doing a lot of things that I think a lot of other MCs, you know, you, you didn't hear them, you didn't hear them do, you know, I, I would, yeah. I would say that like, you know, like the drum story, um, right. some of the things that you would say the way you, uh, I think we were at, um, that one powwow, it was out in, um, Paula and you would sing the first verse of the flag song. Yeah. And then have the 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 drum take it up after you know I mean I mean stuff like that people hadn't heard that before you right. know and it it added to your your flavor it added to your uniqueness you know right on man I mean what what kind of gave you your inspiration to do some of these things that that MCs had never commonly ever done before what was the inspiration behind that. <laughs> 
and someone's really smiling at me over here because um because because I get a chance to Putting actually say something, you know, and and um mm-hmm. you know well first of all, you know, I, I you know, I'll say thanks, you know. Thank you, you know, for 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 yeah. the recognition and the the props, whatever, JT. But you're, right. I mean, oh for sure, brother. That, yeah. That's that's all I ever wanted, you know, was to create my own style, and I wanted to make powwows fun. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to always recognize the singers, you know. And I I always wonder mm. if I'm ever gonna get a platform to talk about certain things, you know, because I'm I'm a singer, you know. I've been mm-hmm. a singer. And I, I've been in the trenches. I've had bologna and, uh, chips, and I've I've slept in my car, my van. I I know what mm-hmm. it is to get the gate. You know, I know what it is to mm-hmm. you know pawn something mm-hmm. to get some gas, and I know how mm-hmm. it is to try to make it back for work. You know, and try to you you know all the all the little things that that make uh, uh, wisdom right wisdom. Mm-hmm. So when you use the word wisdom, it's a combination of knowledge and experience, right? That's that's my definition mm-hmm. of wisdom. And so as a young MC, I always take a lot of the teachings. I always take a lot of the, uh, and then I and then I I remember to respect everybody's teachings because you never know where you're gonna go, and what kind of teachings they have. If they're carrying a baby in the arena, that's a no-no. If you have dogs in the arena, that's a no-no. If you have, you know, uh, alcohol, drugs, if you have uh, women on their month, you know, moon, you know, there's a lot of things, right? right? So, right, right. Those kind of things you got to be able to know. And then, and then you got to have experience, but also you got to be able to relate to the singers, to the drum Mm -hmm. groups, and then the dancers, and to know what the dancers go through because I'm a dancer too, right? You Mm got to know, Mm -hmm. you got to know the ins and outs. And, and then, um, and then when we used to travel to powwows with the tribe or just even on our own, wherever we went, hmm. man, like, I don't know, like no disrespect to a lot of the older MCs or the other MCs that were out there, but sometimes some of the powwows would be kind of boring, you know? And mm-hmm. and I always think, man, you know, they, they could do this. Or there's like, man, there's like, there's too much dead air up there, you know? Um, um you know, you, you gotta, you know, right. I mean, the arena director is wearing, the arena director is wearing silver boots. You know what I mean? Come on. You got to tease the arena director. <laughs> Dude's wearing silver boots. You got to say something, you know, it's kind of like Chandler right. on friends. Remember when Chandler right. is always wanting to joke about something, but nobody sees it. He, he's fast and he's witty. So you got to be yeah. quick. Right. And then, yeah. I don't know. Um, and then at the same time, you still have to carry respect. And you got to carry cultural knowledge, right? Cultural sensitivity. You know, certain things like don't tease women, you know. Uh, You know, I've never heard an MC ask the people to stand in honor of our golden age and our elderly women dance category, you know. And then, you know, one time I talked about the Eagle staff and the veterans, and I just went off, you know. And, And part of it's due to my degree, you know, American Indian Studies. You know, I read mm-hmm. a lot. JT at Haskell. I had some really good professors yeah. at Haskell that really fired me up. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you yeah. know some of them. Yeah. Smokey McKinney, uh, yeah. Mike Tosi, uh, Dan Wildcat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys that really pumped, uh, got you excited and proud and kind of. Coach kinda, Gip. Uh, yeah, True Coach story. Gip pumped you up about being Indian native, right? And so, yep, yep, yep. and so when I when I start talking about the color guard and the Eagle staff, I combined a lot of different storytelling and, 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 and knowledge and, you know, and, and like our Indian warriors fought for this country even before we were recognized as American citizens and before 1924, you know, some people don't even know that, you know? So it's like educating, but it's also trying to get the, the, the people proud again of their veterans. And, and not only that, but to, to let them understand about some of the hardships and some of the stuff that they go through, right? And then I, I go off for about a minute or two and then there'll be people coming up saying, hey, can I get a copy of that, um, what you read about the veterans? And I was like, a copy of what? It, whatever you read. And I was like, I didn't read anything, you know? It, it came, from my, came from my heart, came from my mind, you yeah. know? And they're right, like, right. dang, yeah. you know, really? And then, mm-hmm. uh, so things like that. But I'm trying to answer this question in the best possible way, man. Um, but basically, just to create my own style, and then, um, and then, and then to. So, like, if a power committee, if the Menominee Woodland Bowl, it's like the second time I said it, right? Third time because I'm trying to throw hints out at the JT subtle ways. If they ever invite me to come and MC over there, then, um, you know, I'm not just going to go over there blindly. I'm going to go ahead and do some yeah. research. I'm going to research some yeah. of the Menominees and some of the Oneidas. I'm going to research some of the tribes in that area, who their tribal president is, who's their former. I'm going to do my own research. So I don't know if other MCs mm. do that. Maybe they're going to start doing it now because they're this is live on JT show. And so I like to do research. I like to do uh, study up because why? Because a power committee is basically hiring me for my service to be their spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to represent the Menominee Woodland Bowl. That's the fourth time I said it, babe. I'm, um, I'm going to represent them. Um, and their visitors that are coming to Menominee to enjoy the power, they're going to be like, man, that MC's knowledgeable up there. He's funny. You know, he kept us there. We were just going to check it out for a little while, but we end up staying in mm-hmm. town the whole night, you know, because mm-hmm. we enjoy mm-hmm. listening to that guy. <laughs> Who is that guy, yeah. you know? And yeah. so yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm going to set a fee, now we're going to talk a little bit about money, right? Are we talking about competition? Because I feel that over the years, JT, I, I established my style. I've established my brand. You know, um, in 2009, I started doing a powwow shirt, right? I did an old-style mic with my top hat. That was my signature. Yep. That was my brand. And then yep. I do the powwow, list of powwows on the back, like an old concert shirt, right? Like Motley Crue. Um, you know what I mean? Like JT's favorite band was Winger. Anyway, <laughs> so like Winger, Winger tour, and then um, White Snake. So that powwow shirt it promoted myself, but it also promoted the powwows I did, and then I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and so sure. every year I do a I do a powwow shirt or a hoodie or a hat, and then um, stickers. I start doing some stickers too. And then, um, but it's about my style, it's about my brand, it's about what I bring to the power. So if I'm going to set my fee at 
X amount of dollars. I'm not going to say it over here, but X, let's say X. And they're going to pay me that X amount of dollars. Well, then I better, mm-hmm. I better bring Ruben Littlehead style, Ruben Littlehead um, yep. humor, Ruben Littlehead knowledge, Ruben Littlehead entertainment, you know? I'm, I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna make an analogy as as you're as you're talking about this. As I'm thinking about it, um, you know you know how much I like to play golf, right? I mean, a lot yes, of people sir. know I, I I play a lot of golf. When when Tiger Woods came onto the scene, you know nobody knew who this kid was. I mean, he just right. came out the gates firing, right? And you know we're talking the '90s. Golfers made this X amount of dollars, you know. Right. Uh, and then nobody could touch this. Nobody could touch this kid. He was doing things that no golfer had ever done, ever. And he continued to do that. He evolved the game, and he made everybody step their game up. I mean, you look at everybody who's out there—all the best golfers in the world now: Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. I'm going to mention some of the live guys, you know. But all of these guys now—they're all as good or better than Tiger Woods and, and Tiger can't even compete with him. You know, he's all busted up and broke his leg and stuff. But what Tiger did for the game is he made everybody better. He made everybody improve. And then he made the, obviously the, the, the money and the salaries that were commanded for that, that much higher. And I kind of look at what, what you've done. You, you're kind of like the Tiger Woods, bro, of, of seeing innovative, you 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 made everybody. I think I think that all the next generation, because we're all coming up now. That next generation of, right. of you know, because we're we're not necessarily spring chickens no more. You know, it's like we're we're mentoring that next generation right. coming up, and there you know the, the the things like like you and and others have done have, in my opinion, my humble opinion, have elevated you know everything that was before. And it's no disrespect to all. I mean, you know, we, we, we pay respect and, and to all of our mentors and everybody that came before us. But, you know, it's like we're always trying to improve. We're always trying to take that next level, take that game right. to the next level. That's how I kind of, I mean, I, 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 that's the analogy I'm thinking of as you're talking about this, how we right on, have evolved powers. I mean, because I remember when, like, singing contests was, you know, 1,500, 2,500, right. you know, and now right. it's like, you know. Nobody, I mean, I mean, and then you you talk about like 48 drums, man, like COVID and all of that stuff. Just, I mean, I, I'm interested to see, hear your opinion and what you've seen. But I know all of last year I was looking, there was like no drums. Nobody right. was going nowhere. Gas prices were higher. Right. Uh, we we're kind of bouncing back from, from COVID. And, you know, it's like ever since the money came in, I don't know if it was because of gaming and casinos, the tribes were more profitable. But now you see like singing contest 20, 30 grand, you know, right? and you'll get some big drums there. But those days are gone where you don't see 40 drums there. All the best yeah. drums, everybody in the country, you know, maybe gathering about it, you know, a couple right. other powwows maybe. But you don't see that. You don't see that no more. I mean, I don't. Is that is that kind of what you're seeing is still that that, that trend? And what are your predictions yeah. for this year? Well, you know, um. I agree with you on on a, on pretty much everything you said. And, you know, especially with COVID, 
COVID did a mm-hmm. lot of uh, uh, not only, um, you know, uh, medical or physical, but also mentally too, right? Mental kind yeah. of traumatization, you know, damage as far as thinking and um, mm-hmm. it's still out there, right? And then, yeah, and then to, still is, yeah. to kind of, uh, when you look around and see how many people that COVID has taken, you know, but not only that, it's, you know, like you said, we're getting older now and you, you, you start remembering, man, so-and-so that was there. And a lot of times, like if we start talking about the tribe days, it, it don't, it don't really seem like that long ago. Right. But Mm-mm. there's people that have passed on now, you know what I mean? Like, like crowbar, right. Best in peace crowbar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's people, you know, that there's some singers that were around that are no longer. There's uh, dancers that are that are in that circle that are no longer here. So and then. Um, but the money part, the 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 competition part, the the right, the casino monies or whatever oil yeah. money out there in North Dakota, they yeah. got a lot of oil money. So it draws a lot of people out there and. Um, and it's always a competition of of, of the weekend, because if you remember, back in the day, there was always certain powwows that were held on this weekend and this weekend, and there's only so many weekends in a year, right? So mm-hmm. these other powwows are kind of popping up, and this casino, they're gonna. Wow, we want them to come on over here now, because if you look at it, they're gonna come here. They're probably gonna get a room here. They're probably gonna eat here. They're probably gonna uh, gamble here. So let's get them over here. So they're kind of, in you know, uh, enticing them with bigger prize money, and that powwow is going to say, "Hey, well, we want we want our people to come back over here. So we got to match them or go higher." So, and that's a good thing too sometimes, but then it also creates a lot of animosity amongst dancers and and jealousy yeah. and envy because. Yeah. Now you're competing for that $2,000 first place prize money and things yeah. get kind of ruthless. Things get kind of scandalous yeah. because, yep. you know, and then, you know, in, in today's competition world, sometimes there's, there's, you know, uh, little clicks too, right? The little groups, little clicks. And sometimes it's, you know, it, you know, it's really hard mm. to, uh, put a pinpoint on judging you know and how the judging is going to go because especially singing you know i always uh i always thought judging a singing contest is probably one of the toughest things because when you walk around and watch this you know watch them sing especially if they have 10 12 singers they're jamming yeah you know and how are you going to judge that really you know and then uh you know there's always little things right yeah maybe drum roll call or you know, a uh, missing singer or, you know, there's very obvious things, but, yeah, but really, yeah. man, you know, how do you, cause they're singing their style and the next drum mm-hmm. is going to sing their style and the next mm-hmm. drum's going to sing their style. And then pretty soon you're thinking, you know what, there's 20 drums here. They're all singing their own style. And so how are you going to judge that on what kind of um, criteria or what kind of um, rubric are you going off of? to judge right. a certain style and that, that's right. tough right and then dancing man you know there's so much that goes into dancing and 
and uh, I don't know. It, 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 everything has evolved, though. That's why I agree with you, JT. You know, everything has evolved, and and this next generation coming on up. It's and uh, power has really changed a lot. I do agree there. You know, and um, mm-hmm. um, you know everything with uh, technology now, right? I mean, we're doing a podcast show here, and I'm on I ninety. You know, yeah. you, you're doing we it are. from your phone, brother. You're doing from it from your phone, phone even. That's, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know. That's where yep. we're at now. Yep. Yeah. But other than that, man, uh, I, you know, being an innovator and being a, uh, I don't know, the words you said, innovator, uniqueness, uh, you know, I, I always mm-hmm. pride myself in that. Yeah. I give credit to some mm-hmm. of the MCs that, you know, that I've, I've learned from or kind of, you know, looked up to here and there. And then. Uh, yeah, talk about that. But I've always. I've always wanted to be my own, you know, I wanted to be creative, but I also mm-hmm. wanted my own style. I wanted my own top hat, you know, mm-hmm. MCs are wearing cowboy hats and Western wear, just like the MCs before them. So when I first did gatherings, I went to, uh, do you remember that, that Western store in Lawrence called Vanderbilt's? Okay. Yeah. It's Vanderbilt's. It's kind of down there, uh, right on the, um, east side of Lawrence there by, uh, going towards k10 going towards overland park i, I could never western. afford nothing in there but i remember yeah, it. <laughs> it's Vanderbilt. It's, a, it's a western store and yeah. i went in there and i said you know what man i'm gonna i'm mc at gatherings i'm gonna dress like an mc so i bought me some crispy wranglers i bought me some boots i bought me one of those western shirts and i and i and i even got a hat god dang it man it looked like uh Look like uh, Roy Clark, you know. Look like uh, Yellowstone. Look like, yeah, look like Yellowstone. <laughs> like uh, uh, what's his name? Kevin Costner. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not Kevin Costner. What's that guy on uh, Yellowstone? Rip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rip. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have my beard then, yeah. though. Yeah. I didn't have my beard yeah. then. But anyway, I did yeah. gatherings, man, and that uh, I I lasted through the day and through the night, and I got back to the hotel room, man, and. Remember those cartoons when, uh, remember those cartoons when, when Bugs Bunny would hit like Elmer Fudd or somebody with a hammer and remember their face would throb? My feet, man, my feet were throbbing like that from those boots. And, oh, man. Oh, my God, man, my, my hips. Um, that shirt was uncomfortable. Ah, oh, man, I just wasn't myself. So the next day, I left all that Western stuff in the room, right? And put back on my jeans, and I put on a, I put on a, uh, I don't know, some kind of Nike shirt, Nike polo or something, and uh-huh. I threw on my Jordans. You know, I didn't have a hat though, and so when we came back to Lawrence, I said, I need, a, I need my own look, man. I need a hat. And then there was a antique store in Lawrence called the Blackbird Trading Post, right there on Ninth Street. And, and it was right on the corner of Ninth and uh, Kentucky. And I walked in there one day, and then there it was in the glass case. It was an old antique beaver top hat, and it was wow. sitting in that sitting in that case. Man, I looked at it; it was glowing. You know, it was a dark store, but man, there was like light coming from somewhere, and it was like on it. 
like sitting in the spotlight and her name was Cindy. I know her name because I, I, I visited that dang shop for about three weeks and I finally went in there and I finally saved up some money to buy this hat. But before that, I said, can I try it on? Right. And I grabbed that top hat. The very first time I grabbed it, man, I put it on JT. Shit, man. I don't know where that choir came from, but the choir sang. Oh, like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Man. I put on that hat. It was awesome, man. It was, it was it right there. That was it. That's the signature. That's, that's where the hat came Damn. from. That's the origin story of the top hat right there, that's folks. The top There's hat, the man. origin story, man. Uh, now you got the, the, the birch bark one too, right? Yeah, I got a birch bark hat from uh, Alex Copenhagen yeah. from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and then I got a, um, I got a, I got a few top hats now. JT is kind of a collection, mm -hmm. right? Anytime I see him somewhere, mm -hmm. and then uh, I like to find him. I I got a hat. Um, remember the kind that retracts and they they, they flatten. And oh, okay. Like little, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like little wire. There's like little uh, mechanism inside there, and you grab it, and you can flip it like that, and it pops back up. You know, like the circus or whatever. <laughs> anyway, crushable. I got one of those hats <laughs> too. And, uh, but man, I don't know. Powell's Powell's really changed, you know. And you're right, you know. Uh, these yeah. a lot of these up yeah. up and coming MCs are kind of sprouting up all over the place, and and. Um, um, it's different. It's just it different. Yep. Everything's different now. I what what uh, you know? I mean, going back to to those COVID years, man. We didn't have nothing, you know. And I like, I got you know a lot of friends who, like, that's all they would do is powwow. I mean, and like some of my friends, I I don't think they even ever worked, you know. Right. And then COVID hit. COVID hit, and there was nothing. I mean, every powwow was was done. Nobody was going nowhere, and nobody was doing nothing, and we were all just hunkered down, just stay in the house, you know, go buy toilet paper, go buy you know baby food, <laughs> all this crazy yep. shit that you know, like why toilet paper? I still don't to this day don't understand that one, but you know there was no powwows, and right. you know w w we we had to find something to do, and everybody had to find something to do, you know, and and. I know you. You know you. Would, you were doing some other things too. I mean, I knew you were like uh, continuing to do some things in in basketball and and in sports and stuff. I mean, yep. how was that? How was that time for you, man? It was you know because there was no powwows. Well, um, it was it was tough, and uh, you know I had my kids with me, so we uh, you know we did, we did a lot of family stuff. I. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we're we're back after uh, technical difficulties, but also life on the road. You know, I mean, we gotta stop for gas. We gotta stop get something to drink. You know, recharge the batteries, and, and we're back. And I know we were talking, uh, we were talking about COVID earlier, and like some of them things that were that were happening, and, and some of the things that were happening over over that COVID period. Well, what we did, what was what was going on with you during that time? Oh, uh, a, a lot more family time, JT. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was mentioning there, and then we had technical difficulties. I was talking for about another two or three minutes. Um, mm -hmm. 
it, you know, it allowed me to spend a lot more time with my two younger ones and, uh, um, you know, all four of my, my kids. Actually, you know, I got three boys and one daughter. And uh, so we did a lot of family stuff, you know, some hikes and some some walks and, and we uh, bought some bikes and we did we, we did biking every evening and, uh, you know, board games and and just, you know, doing stuff at home that you never really had the time to do. But uh, so that that's what I liked about COVID, you know, I mean, it, it allowed us to be indoors and be together and spend a lot more time. Um and, you know, it, it also kind of gave me the initiative to get crafty again, too, you know. So I started, uh, you know, doing some feather work and doing some leather work and stuff and, you know, breaking out the crafts again. And um, But it also kind of helped me uh, dust off the resume, too. Yeah, you know? sure. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yep, can, absolutely. oh you can hear me? Okay, yep, I yep, seen you go like yep. that. Yep, dust off the resume and kind of look at, you know, that and, you know, because just believe it or not, I do have a degree and have some graduate school under my belt and utilize some of the AO education a little bit, you know. But Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it it, uh, it really was a, another awakening when, when the COVID was taking a lot of the elders back home. And it really made me realize that um, my age and younger... You know, who are we going to look up to for teachers? Who are we going to look up for mentors for, for you know, uh, right? You know, right. elders and stuff that that have those ways and that knowledge and those those uh, those teachings. Mm-hmm. And so that allowed me to uh, really research more and and reach out more, and you know, more phone calls were made and a lot more uh, FaceTime. You know that FaceTime and Zoom and all the other stuff that really came in. Technology really helped a lot. So, and then there was, you know, there was certain platforms out there. I think Dallas and Fawn, they created the uh, the round dance thing, you know, so they were always doing something to keep us kind of involved with singing. And then uh, Whitney Rencounter and Ian and some of the other ones that developed the social distance powwow, you know, that kind of... Mm-hmm. That kind of kept things, you know, in tune online. and But other than that, you know, I think people thought that COVID was just going to be here for a short while. But when it was here for the whole year, it, it kind of freaked people out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And but, then we all thought it was, you know, I mean, I, 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 would, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, man. I was like. You know, listening to everything on on the news, and I got all the shots, and I did all of that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I literally, literally thought that well, after I got the shot and stuff, the vaccine, I thought I was cured, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not ever gonna have to worry about it again, and they were like, nope, that's that's not true. You can still, get, and I ended up getting it again, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, you know, you, you talked about that earlier. We we lost a lot of good people, man. You know, and yep. um, I I think um, it, it really uh, awoke awoken yep. our, our 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 society. Um, yep. You know, and 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 um, healthcare, and I think people take a lot closer look at those things now that are going on. 
Um, yep. You know, we're, we're fortunate as, as Indian people that, you know, we have IHS and we right. have some of those, those things that are, that are taking care of us and, and taking care of our, our people with um, secondary health, health risks who are kind of at the most risk for not just for COVID, but you know, any other of our other diseases and, um, as, as a person, as a native person who um, suffers from diabetes, you know, I'm always, always, uh, watching what I, what I consume, you know, I got the, the sugar free stuff and, you know, I always kind of watch out for that. And I'm always thinking about our people, you know, and, um, yep. I'm really, I'm really happy that, and, and, and proud that things are coming back to some sense of, of normal, whatever that new right. normal is that we're right. able to come back to our powwows. We're able to continue to do those things. And, yeah. um, I know that like you were talking about biking and stuff. Um, you know, I wanted to get in the gym. All the gyms were closed. So everybody made a mad dash to try and buy all up all the barbells and all the benches and everything. You couldn't get that shit. Like it was right. gone. And like every, and I know at the, our local sporting goods store, all the kayaks in the whole building were sold out. Like, right. you know, bikes, kayaks. I mean, everybody, it, it, it just awoke our, our, our culture and our society. And it was like, in a lot of ways, like you said, it was a good thing. I mean, that, yeah, it wasn't good that, you know, people were dying and stuff, but it was good that people unplugged, I guess, so to speak, right. you know, and got into other yep. things. And, you know, I mean, it, it definitely made us, uh, you know, take a look and, and check our inventory. But I bet, I bet for you, I bet you used that time and, you know, you came out the gate, came out the gate fresh, firing, and, you know, you got some new material and you got some, you know, some stuff that you're, that you're got going on, you know, and now here we go, you know, I mean, you're on yeah, the road, I mean, you're traveling, we're going. Yeah, you, you know, I, um, uh, so like, as an MC, you know, I, I, uh, I'm always, um, I'm always thinking of stuff, you know, and, and I'm always mm. thinking of stuff. I, I used to have a little recorder. Remember those recorders that we'd, re, that we yeah, record yeah. songs with, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. little, yep, the little yep. ones that, and then, uh, MP3, yeah. I have one somewhere. I have like two or three of them, you know, filled with songs, right. And stuff, but I had one and I would record, I'd record, I'd see something, you know? And so mm. I would put it in there and I know I could use it and try to formulate a joke or a story about it, something again mm. later on. And, mm -hmm. um, just with COVID, you know, and then, you know, people, what people did during COVID, like you said, the toilet paper, the, 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 um, just everything that everybody was freaking out about, you know, and me, me, I grew a beard, you know, yeah. and I grew a beard and that, that thing, that thing, that thing was like Santa Claus, you know, it was about seven, eight <laughs> inches long, man. It was crazy. Damn, are you and serious? I didn't even know I could. What? Yeah, I just did. I let it grow, and I said, you know, I said, uh, I don't even know what to cuss on you. I want to, I want to cuss, JT, but I, I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> and um, I don't know who's listening, you know. But anyway, I, I grew this beard and um, my hair. Man, I look crazy, but you know what? I didn't care. <laughs> and then, uh, and then too, during that time too, you know, I was, I was going through a separation too, you know, and nobody knew that. Nobody knew that, you know, I, I didn't put anything on social media. I didn't put anything on there, you know, but uh, I was going through a separation during that time. And so I was kind of doing my own thing. But, 
you know, when Powell's came back and, you know, we started traveling again, I definitely, uh, you know, appreciate it a lot more. And I ain't afraid to say it on the mic every now and then, you know, to kind of remind right. us that it was taken from us. This, uh, this, this way of life, this song and dance, the circle and, and, um, those that truly understand it, they, you're right. They, they do have a little bit more uh, appreciation, gratitude because, because some people need it. They need the, the, the camaraderie. They, they need the, uh, friendship relationship because, you know, for a weekend, it's a small break of what's going on in their in their lives, their work lives, or their mm-hmm. their complex lives, busy life, whatever else they got going on. You know, uh, for a two day or three day power, they get to go and just kind of, you know, um, unwind and unplug and be off the grid for a little bit, and it, it, it's therapeutic. You know, I think it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um. But what was I going to say? Oh, oh, uh, but without it, you know, and, and then when Powell started coming back again and um, people were still leery of traveling, you know, because it, it, it could be it could start back up again. Right. Mm-hmm. And because that's where it started. Right. With the with the crowded areas. Remember? And yeah. uh, so that was always a, a, a what do you call it? A, a risk. Right. A, a risk to go over there yeah i don't know yeah but you're it's, right when it's... you when you're awakened again and you're woke and you you kind of realize things Yo. and then yeah i don't know that, even that even that, that term you know, woke short. we we, yep. we use that term woke in 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 our in our culture now too you know and i think for yep. for different people it kind of takes on different meanings even too but um you know in one context of that you know, the, I guess the way that I'm I'm using that right now is is, you know, how we have a new look on life. We that you know, over here, that dancer. We look yep. at our we look at our culture. We look at you know society, uh, Black yep. Lives Matters, and and some of these other things. And you know, I, I I take a look at what's going on in in the world right now, and and not all of it is good. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff with. Uh, you know, with, with with police brutality and things like that, and people standing uh, kneeling during national anthems and all of that stuff going on. I mean, I think that kind of all factors into the different different definitions of of woke as we're uh, as we're coming to this new reality, this new uh, right. um, way of how we look at the world. You know, and and I think we have to definitely, you know, powwows are are a big part of our culture. But I also say this, like whenever I talk about, um, you know, about our native people and about our culture, you know, like our language, uh, our powwows, our, our Indian tacos, our food, you know, dances with wolves, you know, all that stuff. That's just like tip of the iceberg stuff. You know, there's right. so much more underneath that that um, we're, we're all we all share similar similar traits and similar beliefs. You know, even with our non-native friends and stuff, you know, it's like people yeah. think we're different, but in a lot of ways we are, but in a lot of ways we're the same too, you know, and I, I hope yeah. that uh, people are, you know, realizing that, you know, and I, I think that's one reason why I wanted to get this podcast started was to to talk about it. Really, I'll, I'll tell you, 
I, I had this idea, um, and it was prior to COVID. I wanted to do like a PBS special, and I wanted to uh, get like all of our legends and, and game-changing people in, in the powwow world, like uh, Jonathan Windy Boy and R.G. Harris and, and, and uh, um, you know, Jimmy Kimball from Yellowhammer and, and Terry Paskerman from Blackstone, you know, people like that, that to, to talk about and like do it like a documentary. And COVID kind of put, you know, uh, that to a halt. It put everything to a halt. And one of the reasons I got this podcast was to, we can still do that. We can still right. talk about these things, but we can do yep. it in a way that's like, you know, we're having a conversation. And I think this is really a great platform for us to talk about, you know, not just Powell, but, you know, really, really any kind of issues that are going on with, with our people and uh, things that are going on, uh, you know, throughout the world. Yeah, well. well, I think, too, there's a lot of... Um you know, in that same sense, there's a lot of uh, identity issues. And when you look at identity, yeah. you know, whether yeah. they're from rural or urban, the identity, right. the struggle of identity of, you know, who they are, where they come from. And and then the more, you know, if, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm native, I'm Indian, I'm going to go to these powers and I dance and I sing. But there's also even a deeper identity level in another level but to to understand right to understand all the different um mm -hmm. uh, all the humblenesses but also the uh the experience and then to recognize you know to recognize sometimes real and i don't want to say fake but like um mm -hmm. while there's imitation but then there's real and then there's like you know there's there's some out there that are, that are just uh that are not in tune, right? And then there's traditional mm -hmm. Indians and there's non-traditional. There's uh, language-speaking natives and some that weren't allowed to speak the language because their parents went to boarding mm -hmm. school and they didn't want that for their kids, you know? And then Are some born-again to natives be, too? Yeah, yeah born-again natives, mm -hmm. yep. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot, so much out there. But I will, I will say this on this subject, and it goes along with the word woke. It also goes along with identity, and it also goes along with uh, with um, uh, like when you when 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 a person starts truly understanding that we as natives are just a small spectacle in this whole population in this world. At one time, our native our native population and our numbers were high, and we were great. Mm -hmm. And we were strong and we were, you know, we were powerful. But, you know, if you know the history, right, that when how far we've come in the last 500 years and how much knowledge was lost, how much uh, uh, people was lost, how much uh, language and stories and just all the education that natives had in this country, yeah. you know, it's dwindled down to just a real small percentage of us that are kind of scattered around. But when we start working together and we start doing podcasts and sharing ideas and and showing that we care, you know, and showing that that it's OK to talk about things as natives, it's OK to, to encourage people as natives and it's OK to to collaborate and to share. Because for a long time, the U.S. government, it, it, it created division and it created um, yep. like greed. 
and it created a lot of things which wasn't really our Indian ways. But now, you know, and it, sometimes we're struggling with that. And so sometimes, you know, Absolutely. being humble, being mm -hmm. humble, but yet trying to understand the differences between, um, you know, certain stuff that happens to Indian people, native people when they get mm -hmm. like, man, I'm, I'm trying to put my words together because I, I've, I've said this before and I've talked about it before, like uh, mm -hmm. identity issues, but not only that, like cultural appropriation. What, what is what is appropriate, what is not, you know, and, and, and who's, mm. are you Indian enough to talk about this? All those little questions, right? And then and then we got the power of social media, like Facebook, and then the memes, right? Oh, yeah. Somebody will create yeah. a meme yeah. in, a, in a teasing way. We find it funny, but then we're like, well, how come those guys get to laugh at this? Because, I don't know, it's the yeah. humor. It's the humor yeah. in it, right? But yeah. it could be a touchy-ass subject, too, you know, but it, we, we still find mm -hmm. the humor in it. Mm -hmm. But it's also used as a teaching teaching method right and then uh i don't know i i just know that i'm realizing as we get older and covid yeah. had a little help with it but you realize that, that that we're getting older and and life is not really um life is short you know, and, and you got to yeah. you, you really got to make use of your time. You got to make use of your time and the travels that I do. I'm very appreciative. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. Um, you know, I I ended a long relationship with my kids' mom. But but I also found Rashonda. You know, I found I found a new person that I'm in tune with, you know, my spirit and my 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 just like my spirit my my whole or my soul everything is you know and i'm happy yeah and, and yeah. that's what people need to be you know they need to be happy but they need to be free they need to be and and then when we have children right that's all we want is for our children to be safe and to be happy and to be progress i mean to be you know uh or to be happy, to be safe, but also to be, you know, um, successful, right? In their, better than in we their, were. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Way yeah. better. We want a better life for them. You know, we want a better yeah. life for them. We want the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, to be, what's it called? Like successful, but in abundance. To be um, prosperous. To prosperous. be prosperous. Sure. Prosperous. I yeah. want our kids to be prosperous yeah. to, 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 you know, to take everything that they have now and to take it to the next level, you know, and and mm -hmm. and to keep on going. And getting back to powwow, getting back to the powwow circle, you know, you see a lot of these, um, you know, these these older dancers, these older singers, you know, and now all mm -hmm. the the younger generations coming up, you know, and and. Uh, I don't know. We were just talking about that the other day with uh, Sonny, uh, my boy, and how um, like these older drum groups. And he mentioned somebody. He mentioned um, he mentioned a drum group. Yeah. And then I said, "Well, it's you know, there, there's only a few members on there, the original members, and the rest are all younger singers." Mm -hmm. I said, "It's kind of like uh, kind of like Northern Cree, you know." Northern Cree, if you look on it, I think the, 
probably the the only one original member is is the dad, right? Steve. Yeah. You know, and then his mm -hmm. son Joel was there in a little bit, but you know he's here now. But like Marlon and Kyle and you know all the other guys, there's just a bunch of young singers around there. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. they're kind of a new group, but with an old name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It, it, yeah. It, Northern Creek's been around for years, right? But all his brothers and all you know the family of those woods and all everyone else they they don't travel like they all used to you know it's all younger singers now the younger ones and i don't know steve's just, actually going to be a he's going to be a guest on the show upcoming so we're just trying to nice. work it out when uh when uh we can have him on but um yeah that's kind of one of the things i was i was gonna gonna ask and gonna talk about because there's like some groups you know come and go like if we're talking uh, powwow singing groups some of them come and go you know there's been really good ones kind of flashing the pans but then there's been those stalwart drum groups that have just stayed the, right. you know sustained the test of time you know yep. like like northern cree you know mandarin black um, smoky town Mandarine, yeah smoky town. yeah i mean these groups are just you know and it's it I, I wonder about that, you know, and, and I wonder about these, uh, our next generation, our, our, our up and coming uh, um, young, younger ones that are coming up, you know, because I talk to like my nephews, you know, my, my, you know, my, my, my mentors uh, taught me and then I try to ta teach them and tell them the way, but they don't learn the same way, way that we did, you know, like I would listen to every back when we had, uh, tape recorders you still there yeah i'm here, I'm here. back can when you, we had uh, i can hear you but i can't see you oh i don't know i i i see you okay it's probably all good anyway um i was talking about the way that we would you know we learn to sing and I look at it, this net generation. I mean, we had cassette tapes, you know. We'd learn every every song that we could, and, and we would record. And this next generation, they're they're seeing everything off of YouTube, you know, and everything's right. live and everything's different for them, you know. And I I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad, you know. I just kind of a, a old school kind of guy, and you know, I think right. you need to learn. Start with your your foundation. Start with the old stuff, and then learn. And I noticed that yep. kind of this new generation, they do it backwards. They knew right. they, they learned all the newest shit first. And then it's like, oh, oh okay, the you know, the the, the yeah. man song or, you know, some of these old songs, you know, old songs. Then you'll they'll learn those later, you know. And it's yeah. just kind of backwards from the way that the way that we yeah, we well, learned, you know. You know, like, whether it's old school or new school, you know, a lot of a lot of natives they like to do things backwards anyway, you know, like like uh natives you know we we like to honeymoon first and then maybe get married later you know <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> hey uh, like, me, I, I, like me i've been honeymooning for a year whatever now. whatever know, we got to do man <laughs> got to sample <laughs> the goods <laughs> oh my gosh oh man yeah Let's just do it but um uh, yeah, I just wanted to get back on here for a little bit. You know, I was on the subject of, uh, of COVID, and I want to talk a little bit about family time and, you know, encourage fathers yeah. out there to really yeah. be in their kids' lives, you know what I mean? And I I say that from mm -hmm. experience, and I say that because, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
I made the choice, you know, I made the choice to sober up, you know, years ago when I started having kids and, um, you know, mm-hmm. and being sober and not just related to the alcohol, but, you know, everything, right? It, whether it's uh, you have a sober mind, you have an open mind, you're awake, you're woke, and you know what's going on mm-hmm. in, the, in the country, you know what's going on in the, in the city, the town, the community, you know what's going on in your own home. You know, and then I always encourage, you know, dads, well, and moms, but dads, you know, we're the first teachers of our children. You know, not not Miss Smith at the elementary, you know, kindergarten, first, second grade, you know. So when we're looking at language, when we're looking at discipline, when we're looking at respect, you know, all that stuff is taught in the home, right? And so I always encourage, you know, to, to really, to really be in your, your kids' lives as much as you can, because that foundation you're talking about, JT, with the singing, that's the same foundation that is needed in the home. And uh, um, COVID taught me that again, kind of like slapped me around and said, hey, you know, you need to, you need to slow down and, you know, spend some time with your kids too. And, and, and I do, I mean, I did, I always, they always travel with me, right? My boys, right. Right. that was the, that was the one thing that I always say that I, I thought that I could give back to my kids. One time Sonny said, dad, how come we don't ever take a family vacation to Europe? You know, all my classmates, they're always going to Paris. They're going to London. They're going to, you know, mm-hmm. they're going all these places, Italy, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know what? It took me a while to answer it. Later on that night, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? When we went to Yellowstone, how many tourists did we see from, from Europe? Everybody. When we went to Seattle to the Space Needle, how many tourists did we see from Europe? It's pretty much everybody. When we went to the Grand Canyon, and we were over there at the Grand Canyon, and how many tourists did we see from other countries everybody yeah so i had to kind of put in perspective as they may go over there for a family vacation for a week we're traveling all summer power into all these tourist destinations that they're coming over here to the states for and mm-hmm. you got to realize that we're we take advantage of what's in our backyard and 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 you know what i mean and then I, we get a chance to travel you know and and uh experience things right and and me, I was the type of guy to stop at museums, stop at uh, landmarks, um, yeah. you know, parks, uh, yeah. those little mom and pop uh, restaurants. You know, you know what I mean. You might you might get the gajos after, but it tastes good going in. You know. <laughs> Thank God we got like Yelp and and Google. And yeah, you got some stuff to kind of help out. Read four stars. <laughs> yeah. Read the read the reviews, people. Read the reviews. Read they help. The reviews, people. <laughs> oh, otherwise man. Otherwise, you're pinching it like Cheech was. Oh. Hey, man, I met Cheech. I met Cheech Moran in the gathering. Did you see Oh, did that? you? Yeah, man, he's getting older, too. I seen you met uh, Tyson on the plane, too. Oh, man, I ran into Mike Tyson, man. Yeah? Everybody was scared was he? of him. Everybody really? was walking in. They they see him, but they're plum scared of him, man. And I I walked around the corner and I was like, I said, "Dang, Iron Mike!" I said, "Iron Mike," like I like he knew me, right? Yeah. And he says, 
Hey, hey, what's up, man? How you doing, man? He put his hand up, man, and <laughs> you know how he sounds in the movies and how he sounds yeah. in the interviews and stuff with that, yeah. with that new voice. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Same thing. I shook hands. With, yeah, I shook <laughs> yeah. hands with him, man. I said, "Holy smokes!" I said, hey, "I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan." I said, "You, you mind if we get a picture?" He said, "He said, yeah, sir, sir." You know what I mean? And I said, "I came down, took a picture with him, and I thanked him, you know." And ah, oh, it's cool, man. You know, I mean. The, what made it real was when I came around the corner and I looked and I said, Dan, that guy looks like Mike Tyson. And then he looked up at me and I mm. saw his tattoo on his eye, oh, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw his yep. tattoo and I was like, holy shit, that's Iron Mike, you know? From the hangover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember that You remember that game, that, that game Punch-Out on Nintendo yeah. growing yeah. up? Yep. That, I, was, I, remember, I remember being the first kid, on, first kid on my block, first kid in my hood that beat Tyson. And that game, and then all the other kids would, would, uh, would how'd you do it? How'd you, do? you know, that, that's back when we called each other on the phone, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, so, there was Glass Joe. You know, play video game. There was Glass yep, Joe who Glass used to first, and then, and then, um, then there was that redheaded Von, guy. Yeah, that German and, guy. And then, and yeah. then, and then you had to get by the bull from Istanbul, Turkey. What was his name? Bald Bull. Bald Bull. Bald Bull. And you yeah, do that and move. It, it, yeah. it, it, it hop up like this there, but right before he punched you, you hit that left, you hit that left jab, yeah. and it would catch him. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember punch out. Man, you could actually if you go online, uh, there's 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 places online where you can play all them old games, man. It's man, like, I'd love to play that game again, man. Yeah. I would love, to, but yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. Oh. You're taking me back now. I know, man. That's that, that made me think of that Iron Mike. That that game they took him off that game. Like after all that shit went down and stuff, you know, really? when, you know, he got in trouble and stuff or whatever, they took him off the game and they came out with a new version. It was like, you fight a guy who looks like that, but they call him like Mister Dream or something. It was like a different version. I was like, hey. that that wasn't the version. I I, man, I was like Mike. I was like what, like boxing, you know, when he fought Holyfield. I remember we at Haskell, they had the the Holyfield Tyson fight when he bit his ear off remember that yeah they showed it in the, in the theater in the auditorium, yeah, the auditorium. we watched it yeah. like, man i was like yeah. oh, this dude just bought it bit his damn ear off everybody, i was like what the hell everybody everybody was biting ears at la's that night oh <laughs> <laughs> i know the man. riverfront yeah the underpass who wants some, who wants some? <laughs> Oh man, we got the ideas. Don't give, don't give no Indians no ideas, man. That, that, that's I all know. we need. <laughs> See, and then, then and Mike Roberts. That's why he named his his stand after that. Nibble on my ear. Nibble on my ears. Yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. man. You know what? Um, <laughs> I didn't know what we were gonna talk about tonight. I just figured we'd just get on and just chit chat mm. a little bit. Haven't seen you in a while. And, I know. And, for um, you, man. Yep. You know, Been one thing, one real quick thing I wanted to say was, um, yeah. so I just recently purchased, um, what were those drivers? Cobra, right? I think so. Yes. I brought some Cobra drivers and I got, I got, uh, in the set is, uh, PXG irons Ooh, and with the Titleists, nice. uh, Volky, Volky, I think it is, right? The wedges. Titleist, uh, wedges with my 56 Damn. and 60 and my pitching wedge. And uh, um, 
and uh, Scotty Cameron. What what's the what's the name of it again? It's a, it's a Scotty Cameron though, baby. It's a Scotty. Scotty yeah, it's Scotty Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Scotty. Anyway. Whoa. That's my that's my new set I just got, and uh, and the way I figured it is. Because if I want to improve my game, I got to have the tools to do it, right? And so. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't got it yet. It, and it, it's coming in the, what's that? If you get. Shipsticks. Shipsticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I, 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 I've I, used I, that. I've used that. It's good. It's solid. Yeah. Okay. For real. I was going to tell you, if you, I mean, you get up to Canada and stuff, if you get up to uh, Edmonton, up in that area, if you get up by Saddle Lake, uh, a couple hours west of there is a, a, call, a golf course called Banff Springs. It's right right, right on the mountains. That's by Calgary. By Calgary. Yeah, by it's by Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, no, but, uh, Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get yeah, over, get to Banff Springs, man. Go, man. I, I'll, 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 I'll come play, man. Give me a holler. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll come play. I, I want to play. Mm-hmm. I'm emceeing Calgary Stampede this year in July, so I'll be up there. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. And then the weekend after that, I fly out to uh, Salamanca over there in New York. And then I fly back for Kainai over there in uh, Alberta again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the end of the month, I'm back to Calgary for uh, uh, Tsutena. Tsutena over there in uh, Sarsi. Okay. So that's, that's in Calgary again, too, so. Where are you going to be in August? August. You're going to Rocky uh, Boy? During the Kashina, Kashina Woodland Bowl, I'm, I'm doing uh, Twin Buttes. Twin Buttes. Oh, Twin Bawa Buttes. Okay. In North Dakota. Yeah, okay. Twin Buttes. And then, uh, and then I'm going up to Hayes, Montana, the second weekend in August. I haven't been there in years. Oh, okay. It'll be my first time emceeing Hayes because we've always gone to powwow. We've always gone to sing and dance and. They've always had some awesome specials up there, and, um, and then I got some really good friends up in that area. So, but this year they invited me to MC, and then um, yeah, and then third weekend in August I I'll, I used I'll... to go to Shakopee every year, you know, but oh yeah yeah Shakopee, yeah, yep. they, they kind of change up their head staff I guess or I don't know I just didn't get mm. a call to come back so I end up going elsewhere so I go out to uh, Muckleshoot. Out in Washington. Oh man, Muckle Shoot! I, I went out for the Muckleshoot. Veterans Power that one year. We did that recording yeah. with uh, Iron Horse. Yeah, yeah, I were, remember that. We were MC that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Muckle And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, end of August. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm doing anything end of August, but uh, then September oh. rolls into uh, Sequan. Yeah. And then uh, they got an awesome golf course. You, you, you've been to Saquon, right? I, I've been there. I never played golf there, though. Okay, yeah. They got the Sinking Hills, Sinking Hills Golf Course. Mm. So Definitely. I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm you down, know what's man. Crazy? Try it out. Yeah, what's crazy, JT, is when I was emceeing a lot of these big casino powwows, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. they would always ask me, hey, uh, do you golf? You know? And then my answer was, I, you know, I mess around a little bit, but I'm not really a golfer. And they'd be like, oh, okay, you know. And come to find out, they they were they wanted to throw in some golf packages too, you know. <laughs> you and gotta so, 
negotiate every time now, man. No, they were just, <laughs> just offering it. it. Yeah, throw no, it they in. Were just yeah. offering it. Yeah, yeah, they were offering it. I was yeah. declining it. Now, uh, now, you know, I, I do some research and check it out. So, mm-hmm. like Fort McDowell, when I go down to uh, Phoenix mm-hmm. and MC Fort McDowell, I, I, uh, I ask for you know green fees, you know, a golf package, and mm-hmm. they said no problem. You know, when when do you want to set tea time? You know, and I'm I'm on. Uh, Saquon, Saquon, I set tea times. Um, Kinder. Kinder, Louisiana. We're heading down there next month in June, and I heard they oh, got yeah, a yeah. wicked PGA course. Really? That's what I heard. I think I, I think I heard about it actually. And the crazy part is, I mean, it it on, on on one hand, it's really awesome to see like so many of our tribes being prosperous, you know, right. being being uh, uh, financially stable, and that they have their own, you know, they're, they're, we're we're getting land back. Um, right. they're, they're building golf courses, but on top of that, like, um, every, every conference that you go to, you know, and a lot of powwows would go to, they're not having necessarily as many like volleyball tournaments or basketball tournaments or softball tournaments as much. Just about everybody's got a golf tournament, you know? And like, that's where, that's where, that's where stuff happens, man. That's where the deals are made, you know? That's, where, real, that's, where, right that's where the money is won and lost and bragging rights, you know? So we gotta get together and do some man. Yeah, that's it. You got. <laughs> yeah, definitely, you, bro. Know. Definitely, let's let's get together and do some golf this summer for sure, though. For real, yeah, yeah. yeah let's stay in touch, yeah. and we'll 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 All meet right. up, and then. Um, yeah, you know, just just to kind of uh, wrap it up a little bit with powwow talk. You know, uh, I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. and blessed, JT. You know, let, let me say that yeah. first and foremost. Um, you know, I. I, I truly believe, you know, the creator gave me a gift and and I definitely uh, value it, appreciate it and utilize it, you know, in the best way that I know how. And part of that is inspiring others. Part of that's uh, educating others. Part of that is uh, teaching and, and um, you know, making a tribe's event whether it's a powwow or a conference or, um, you know, lately I've been asked to come and do more uh, conferences, Rocky Mountain Tribal Leaders Conference in Billings. You know, they invited me up there and they want me back again this year. But basically as an MC, as a facilitator or whatnot, trying to make it the best possible event to represent whoever's whoever's paying me, right? Whoever's hired Mm -hmm. me for my service, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and my service, I want it to be, you know, superb, and I and I want I want to do my best to represent, but also, I'm also gonna tell them this is what I charge, mm-hmm. and that's the business side of it, you know. And it took me a long time mm-hmm. to understand the business side versus the humble, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's honor to right. do it, but right. you know. I did a powwow in Arizona one time, drove all the way up from Lawrence, Kansas, and I got out there and I got paid $300, you know, and I was thinking, Mm -hmm. whoa, couldn't complain, I didn't complain, I just, I, you know, I just uh, made it back home and I did it, I did my best, and, but, you know, it was, uh, it it cost more to to drive out there and drive back than what I got, you know? Yeah, and I, those yep. were the early years, but I was trying to get my name out there, right? Yeah. And then as I, as I 
put the years in to develop my style, my 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 style, my my ways, my everything that I created, right? My creativity, mm -hmm. and then now I. I can say this is what I charge, right? And then there's other MCs. They have their set fees, just like a drum group, right? If you want, you know, and the, and this is a quote from Steve Wood. And when you get him on the air, you can ask him the same thing. You know, if they want Northern Cree, this is what it costs to bring Northern Cree there. Mm -hmm. But you best believe Steve's going to bring a crew. Yep. Steve's going to bring, he's going to bring Northern Cree. He's going to bring the sound of Northern Cree, you know, because he has yeah. that integrity, right? Right. And... Where some drum groups, I ain't going to say any names, but some drum groups will have their name on the poster. But when you get there, hey, there's about two or three original members and about four or five pickups. And it's right. not what the tribe or the organization paid for. It. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So right. Yeah. if you want Ruben Littlehead there, you want original Ruben there, well, then this is what he charges. And then he's going to be there. You know, best believe he's going to be there and he's going to bring it. But if you can't meet that here, or whatever, then there's another up and coming MC that's coming over. Maybe he'll do a good imitation of Ruben Littlehead. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just hope that you know for 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 all of you up and coming MCs out there, you know, one I would say don't sell yourself short because a lot of people like yourself have put in the time, the years, and the effort to build up your brand to build up and to make it better for for everyone else you know don't sell anybody short man you know like yep. don't try to undercut you know and don't don't sell half a product right right basically you know don't sell half a product because you know that's you're you're, you're gonna water it down for everyone else so good words man good words good talking to you yeah. bro man yeah. thanks for Appreciate you coming on. It was, it was great to see you. Uh, certainly wish you and, and your partner the best and safe travels. Get to where you're going. And uh, uh, looking forward to some more of them, them cool social media posts. And uh, we'll see you again down the road for sure, man. Right on, JT. Yeah. All right. Cool, brother. Talk to you All again right, soon. Night.